I have tried so many skin and hair care products. I can't even tell you. It, it's insane. I mean, at one point, the closet in my bathroom was full with every imaginable product. And then I found what works, and that is OneEarthBodyCare.com. I am in love with their shampoo and conditioner bars. Completely changed the game for my daughter, who had a hard time finding a good shampoo and conditioner for her hair. Their face and body is amazing. I love their day and night oil, all natural ingredients, of course, and all of this, essential oils, really great stuff. And of course, the deodorant has changed my life because I am no longer smelly. So go check them out now at oneearthbodycare.com. Once you have had a wonderful dog, a life without one is a life diminished. That's a quote by author Dean Coots, and I couldn't agree more. I want my wonderful dogs to live as long as possible, and what they eat plays a huge role in their health and longevity. Kibble is full of seed oils that wreak havoc on our dog's health. They damage their microbiome, which affects digestion, oral health, their skin and coat, and more. And that's why I feed my dog, Benji, Yumwoof. Their air-dried food is GMO-free and has an inflammation-reducing recipe with omega-3 and coconut oil. It's all the benefits of fresh food without the fridge, carbs, fillers, seed oils, and other inflammatory ingredients you see in other brands. Yum Woof obsessively crafted a healthy, low-carb food with humanely raised USDA meat, eggs, and other non-GMO superfoods that my dog loves. Try the number one air-dried dog food for gut health for 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. That's 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. Go to www.yumwoof.com. That's www.yumwoof.com. You and your dog will be so glad you did. I have met so many fantastic people on social media, and I met one several months ago who his wit really got me. I'm really, I find wit very attractive and it's something that I'm like, okay, you're, you've got wit, let's be friends. So I immediately wrote back and was like, oh my gosh, you're really smart and interesting. And then I saw that he was super into fitness and knows his stuff. And I said, okay, we got to get this guy on the show. His name is Michael Carson and he joins us now. Hey, Michael. Hi. Well, I have to say, first of all, you know, the money that I spent on, on a stylist for my wit has really paid off. <laughs> I mean, like, I was. I said I meet people. I climb. I climb ladders, and here I am. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad because honestly, you have, you have such a um, a light, airy approach to the way that you're looking at social media, and you're. We all have to share. We all have to show what we are. But you're making it. <laughs> it's fun, and and I like seeing what you're going to come up with, and because it is a parody. The world is a parody of itself everywhere now. I mean, how many? I mean, can you imagine if you were your mom said, look, look at all these pictures I took of my butt when I was 24. <laughs> I mean, you, you go, you, you would not accept that as that's not real. No way. Um, or look, here, here's what I had for lunch. <laughs> what? The other thing I have to say about you that's so great is it wasn't just like a sentence or two. You would write a whole paragraph and I would be laughing from the start to the end. So, so how do we follow you? I never start with this, but I want people to follow you. Michael Carson Fitness um, with an underscore between each word, but you can just type in Michael Carson Fitness. They've gotten smart enough now at Instagram that those weird underscores things don't really matter to find you. And my arms are crossed without a shirt on and a baseball cap. Okay, so when did you first get interested in health, not only healthy living for yourself, but helping others? 
Well, I, for myself, it was when I was 14, I mean, back in, in New York, wow. but to helping others, I was in college out here. And I, I mean, I've always wanted to help others. I mean, I, I, I'm from a family of divorce, so I was the one that was sort of taking care of the household and stuff from 13 on. So I've, I've kind of been that person that picked up where you've had to, to make sure everything stays normal. And so I see people out here that don't have the same skills and <laughs> might need a little help. And so when I was, I think it was 20, uh, I was living in Westwood, met a producer on the roof of my building, sitting out in the sun. It was looking for music for a video. And I said, I got the music for you. And so I, they said, who are you? I, I said, I overheard you talking because you guys are kind of loud. <laughs> and then they're, you know, they all look, you know, really attractive, rich, young kids. So I, I brought them some music and they were so impressed. They said, why don't you work for us? So I started working for them and the boss noticed that I worked out all the time. So he asked me, would you teach me how to work out? This is before I'd gone to UCLA to take classes. And so, but I was just very well-versed on how to use the body. Uh, I was given a, a, the encyclopedia of bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was 13 by my godmother and just went through it and learned. I just have a, some people can play the piano by sitting down and just playing it. I look at the body and there's a series of strings and areas that you need to stress to beautify length and strength and beautify and, and make your body more capable of athletics. And I just seem to gravitate to that pretty easily. So when I started helping people, the frustrating part is knowing things that you shouldn't know because I didn't learn them in a book. I knew them intuitively and followed them up with book and have, you know, for decades have worked with some of the best and brightest in the industry and been able to create products and programming and develop all sorts of different things. But at the time, and still now, having people not want to listen to me is my biggest frustration. Um, I practice what I preach. I'm 52 years old. No, I went, I took some kids and their father to lunch. They took me to lunch last Sunday. Went to the Four Seasons brunch. It was beautiful. They suggested they uh, they learned some stuff from me, and I suggested we go there. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so it was smart. But they're 16 years old, and you know, and the father asked them how old I was, and I told them I'd been doing this for 31 years. And the guy said, "Well, you've been doing it for 31 years. You got to be 45." And I'm, you know, the kid thinks I'm even seven years younger than I am after telling him that I've been working in the industry for 31 years. So it's it's paying off when I'm practicing and preaching. When you told me your age, I practically fell on the floor. Again, follow him and you will see. Yeah, and, I'm not, and I don't preach and tell you how to live and, and what to do, but I can show you ways that your metabolism and your nervous system and the way that your body will react in a much easier fashion so you don't have to work so hard. Because I, I was an ultra-endurance athlete. I did 300-mile team expedition races and ultra-endurance races. Uh, the Raid Goulois, the Echo Challenge, the Adidas Triple Bypass Series, the High Tech Adventure Series, many marathons, all those things take conditioning, but recovery as well. And I think that people don't know how to recover from exercise. They just know, and they see in the books and, and what to do as far as these wild new things that are going to make their body perfect, but then they hurt themselves. So I'm here to give you the minimum necessary to get what you need to get. And, you know, I'll take you through it if you if you want some of the, the basics. Oh, I would love that. And you call this a minimum dose. The minimum dose. Yeah. And that's what you want. You want to make sure that everything, including medications, whatever is the minimum necessary for you to stimulate your nervous system to get the reaction you want is the appropriate way to go. Because you can always go up from there. Can't go back. Um, and you don't want to overutilize your nervous system. You know, we have, you know, some people are well-versed in, in the body, some aren't, but we have these little synapse gaps between our, 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 in our nervous system that help send signals to give us impulses for movement. And when you overstimulate your body, uh, there are these new waist devices you can wear that electrify your abs to, to make you 
create contractions. And there, a friend of mine from high school approached me and asked me if this new thing called Manu would be a great thing for him to be a, 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 a I guess they would have a, a franchise. And they'd open up a thing where you wear these vests and electrocute you and makes you contract when that's not your body contracting. It's not your nervous system reacting. And we're electrical beings. Civilization is being lauded as the worst and most stressful time in our lives. I mean, there's so much going on. We've got all these things we've got to do. But let me ask you an honest question. When was the last time you thought you would be viciously eaten alive by a pack of animals? Never. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> We're living in a real good time right now. Every moment of our existence was in fear of our lives. Right. We had no refrigeration. We had no food. Many of us didn't even live in a climate that enabled vegetables. So hunting and gathering were two different things that could only happen if you had access to it and if you had the ability to it. So when we wake up in the morning, we've slept through the night. We've utilized all of our hydration that we had left in our bodies. And when we wake up, the first thing I need you to do is hydrate. Okay, so you're going to wake up and you're going to have a glass of lukewarm room temperature water. You don't want it cold. You don't want it super hot unless it's very cold out and you feel better with some warm water. But I don't want you to even take the time to heat it up is my point. I want you to have between six and 10 ounces of water immediately as you rise. And it changes certain things in your body immediately because as you drink the water, the H2O, the hydrogen and oxygen that are being absorbed, in your esophagus now has this peristalsis response and squeezing that down into your stomach, it, re it registers the hydrogen. It goes, okay, we can now begin to remove waste. So we hold on to waste because we use the water through the night to try and remove the plaque in our brain, to get the, the, the cellular waste out and, and for recovery, for whatever we've done from the day before. But until we have hydration to replace it, we hold on to certain things um, as much as we can for the ability to survive, right? So that water is going to activate things. If you have coffee first, if you have food first, there's a whole different activation that goes on that won't be the correct one. Coffee, I have a particular, you know, I've never had a, a cup of coffee in my life. So I'm, I'm very interested with regards to that. My teammates have, my clients, my friends, they all drink coffee, my parents, they've all had coffee. So I'm just not, I'm this other person who doesn't have it. But if you do have it, you're dehydrating yourself a little bit more and you're giving yourself a false sense of energy. So you've woken up, you have your water, and you use the bathroom. If it's something, if you go to the bathroom and you're not prepared to go both one and two at the time, don't force it. It'd be better that your body does that first thing in the morning. So if you do go regularly, that's the best time to go to the bathroom. But when you're done going to the bathroom, you're going to have a second glass of water, six to 10 ounces again. Okay, so yeah. And, and what we're doing is I want you to think of this as a mission to hydrate. We need to remove waste, inflammation, increase energy, tell your body it's time to move. And as soon as you get those simple chemicals into your body, because our body reacts to chemicals, no matter what it is, every chemical that we ingest is a reaction to it. H2O, the most important chemical, because we are approximately 70 to 80% water when we are fully hydrated, our bodies, our entire being. So shouldn't our diet be 70 80% water as well? You know, we can, and we don't have to drink it all. Some that we eat, and fruits and vegetables and foods, there is water as well. But you do want to drink, as a male, at least a gallon a day, and as a female, uh, three three liters a day. And so it's 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 at least that much. And you're you're, you know, you're tall. You're you're a drink of water. You need to have almost as much as you probably should have as much as a guy does. Uh, you know, because you're on the go and you're in a dry climate. And <clears throat> so that alone, if you were able to do those 
those two glasses of water and then follow it up with a third glass before the first hour is up after you've woken up, you're going to have a change in every part of your body. Just doing that. So there are people that will ask me, you know, I need to get healthy. I just want you to try and do one thing at a time. And if that's something you're not doing and you're willing to add that, that's the first thing to do. Okay. Um, all right. So does that bring any questions up in your head? You know, my big thing is I always have to pee a lot. So the, and I know they say, if you don't drink enough water, you end up peeing even more, but I'm already. Do you, do you wake up in the middle of the night to, to pee or? Yep. Well, and here's the thing, you can train yourself. You're going to try this. And what it does is it expands your bladder and it trains your bladder to hold more water to be used as hydration, not to just be flushed through you. Um, so it takes a little practice. And here's the other thing that we're going to talk about that, you know, because you have kids, the kid, this doesn't apply to, to, to growing young adults. Okay. Um, you've heard of intermittent fasting, I'm sure. And I hate the word and the term, but Think again of cavemen, okay? Cavemen woke up without food. They had to find the food. And we have a nervous system reaction to hunger, which is remarkable. We're better at hunting when we're hungry. We're far more precise when we're hungry at hunting. Um, when we're hungry, we go for a restaurant, to the supermarket, to the refrigerator. We order food in. That's easy for us. But they had to, to focus. So <clears throat> during that time, if you do a bit of exercise before you eat, even if it's only two to five minutes in duration, I have a workout that's called Fit in Seconds, fitinseconds.com. It's a workout that you do directly before each meal that simulates your hunter-gatherer metabolism. And that's what we're simulating in order to maintain your body weight without having to use exercise as a tool. Exercise should be for fun, not as a weight loss, because you can't grind yourself into a better body. You can't. It just won't work because what happens when you stop doing that six, seven, eight hours of cardio a week that you promise you're going to do, it isn't something you can maintain. It's just not. So I don't want to get you on that cycle. So what you need to do is you get to get yourself in a metabolism that in the morning hours, if you can avoid food for as long as possible and then eat, starting with your first bite of food being protein, if you, let's say you have you have a full breakfast, let's say, at 10, 11 o'clock in, in, in the morning to break your fat. Breakfast is breaking of your fast. doesn't happen. doesn't matter what time of day it happens. It's breaking your fast. So if you've had dinner, gone to bed, and dinner, bless you, and you haven't eaten since 8 p.m., and you wake up and you can wait till 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., your body is going to be removing inflammation, removing waste, and going into a survival mode that's going to be leaching and burning more of the unnecessary calories on your body. So then when you flash it with an activity of two to five minutes of exercise, which is your simulation of hunting for your food, you're now stimulating your metabolism to tell it, okay, these muscles that were being used were now crucial for me to capture food to eat. So you can actually both maximize losing one to three ounces of unwanted fat by doing this in, in each cycle, but you can also spot train those body muscles because you told them they were necessary to capture the food. So if you want a better butt, you do two to five minutes of butt exercises. You do two to five minutes of shoulder and arm exercises. And two days later, within 48 hours, those muscles will react and build and be better because they're told from your nervous system, we got to perform to make you capture food. So it's just the timing of it that makes it different. You don't need, I mean, you, it doesn't happen if you take an energy bar to give yourself energy on the way to the gym to go do a two hour workout that is back and biceps and then a cardio thing, that's not how your body wants to react. That is something that's been engineered by 
marketing and by able to to create something that's that you can compartmentalize. We aren't supposed to move our bodies completely. We're supposed to not isolate things. We're supposed to every time we need to eat, we're supposed to move first in order to in in, in enable to build those burning fires within us that make us survive. So does does that make sense, Lisa? Yes. So you're saying like, for example, I have my bike up on something in the winter, bike stand or whatever you call it. So I can use my bike. So you're saying in the morning, I usually don't eat, I usually stop eating at six. I don't eat again until at least nine. So I'm doing that already, but I got to add the more water. Um, And then you're saying, yes. And then you're saying, so before I would actually go and eat some protein, I would get on the bike for what, three, four minutes, two, three, four, something like that. But I'd also want you to do something for your upper body because here's the thing. You want to try and circulate blood. Your heart pumps blood and oxygen and all the nutrients necessary for you to keep moving to the muscles being used, okay? The capillaries squeeze. They don't get pumped blood from the heart. So let's say you're using your legs every morning, first thing when you wake up, and you just pull blood down into that area. You're, you're working those muscles, but you're also pulling the blood into the area that's the lowest part of the body. The gravity is already going to be pulling it down through the rest of the day. So when you're done with that, if you were to do a, a, just one set of back movement and chest movement in little abs, you're pulling the blood out of those other muscles because they need to feed the muscles being used on the upper part of the body and in the core. Because there's a core routine I could show you that's literally five minutes long that works every part of your nervous system and makes you work balance, your, your waistline, your shoulders, your butt, everything at once, and then you're off and running. Oh, you need to send me that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll FaceTime and do it together one time. But, but the thing is you, you want to move upper and lower parts of the body and the core. You want your heart to send out the the necessary nutrients everywhere. And then your brain will be more awake. Your body will be more alert and you will be less sore. You'll be more capable of of complete physical movement. It's just how it is. Uh, Your body needs to get nourishment all over it. People are are often feeling, I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to go to the gym and do this. I'm going to do it three, four times a week. I need you to eliminate obstacles, which are the damn gym. If you have to go someplace, you will skip it. You need to learn how to do for your body what it needs to do in the space that you exist in, your home, your apartment, your office, wherever you spend the most amount of time. So if you can do that and have the proper timing with it and not have to take away from your life, you're both going to have a better result and be more consistent with it. Okay. So going back to the morning now, you've drank the water. You've now been... Uh, fasted for for a bit and you're going to do a quick burst of activity before you have your first meal and if you can you begin your first meal while you're still even breathing heavy from that burst of activity so within 15 minutes of finishing that burst of two to five minutes of activity that you're going to do before your meal when you're hungry you want to eat immediately and that's going to have that nervous system reaction that you want this is very important because within that 15 minutes, you can, they say there's a window of 30 minutes. I've been using this for 17 years, and now there are studies that have come out that are showing that 30 minutes may be able to be good. But I believe 15 is going to be the one that has the maximum amount of reduction of inflammation and the maximum amount of reduction of fat. So there are four things that happen when you do this before a meal. First one is you lose one to three ounces of unwanted fat until your body gets to where it wants to stay perfect. And that's not a joke. I've done it with two different focus groups that were 40 people in size, different years apart, and everyone had an average weight loss of between 10 and 25 pounds per month. And that's every 30 days, doing it either three to six times a day. Some people did it with six meals because they have snacks and stuff, and they, they were a little upset, but they lost 25 pounds. And they lost it while building their body. 
So the first thing is that you lose that one to three ounces of fat. The second thing is that you spot train. Like I said, those muscles that were used during that routine. On my fitnessseconds.com site, you buy a membership of, of 12, 24, or 50 workouts. And each week you get a new workout that's sent to you that you do before each meal. They, yeah, they're movements that, that move you in all the directions necessary to pull blood out of the areas that I told you about before, that it's important to circulate and circulate. So, um, so getting back to that. So you've now done uh, the spot training for those muscles. The third thing it does is it takes the blood sugar out of your bloodstream and pulls it into your muscle tissue to be used for energy, which helps reduce inflammation. I have diabetes doctors that specifically have their clientele utilize this before meals because of that ability to reduce inflammation without the use of drugs. But with that, 45 minutes to 60 minutes after you eat, if you do another two-minute blast of my Fit in Seconds workout, you further reduce all of the, the inflammation that can happen. So if you are suffering, with, and these are patients that are in their 60s and 70s that are using this, this workout that I have. So they're going at their pace, watching what I do. And by the end of the week, utilizing the same workout, they've almost caught up to the entire workout at my pace. So you, you are able to do it at whatever pace you're going at and get a benefit. There's no equipment necessary. It's, it's very simple. It's only in my workouts, only 90 seconds that you have to do on the site. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to get those. Okay. So that's fitinseconds.com. So the third thing we've just discussed now is, is moving that, that, that inflammation. The fourth thing was something that we didn't expect. People aren't finishing their food because of a hardwired nervous system response. When you are hungry, you hunt to gather and then eat immediately. Your body registers that you could be preyed upon by other predators while you are nourishing yourself. So you sit faster. Your body absorbs the nutrients at a faster pace so you can flee and move on with your world. And so I've had people remark over and over and over that I'm not finishing my food and I don't really want it. And it's like, I don't have the craving for sugar after my dinner now. And I don't want desserts and what's wrong with me. It's like, there's nothing wrong. You've regulated your, 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 your insulin levels and the way that your body accepts food. And we'll talk about food combining if you want, because that's just as crucial. Um, but any, anything rise from that that you want to no, I mean, it's just, it sounds fantastic. I'm like, okay, I got to do this because the other night, and I'm very transparent on the show. So my husband, I asked my husband to itch my back and I'm in pretty good shape, but like skin starts to get a little looser. I know you can't tighten skin. Well, you can. Well, but here's the thing. It's like um, when you're a runner and you run two to three miles, three times a week, you will have tighter skin than if you're not a runner. My husband said that to me because his skin is so flipping tight and we're, I'm three weeks older than he is. And I'm like, it's not fair. It's genetics. He goes, no, it's running. I'm telling you, it tightens your skin. And I'm the one who's like a health expert. I'm like, that's ridiculous. No, it does. Here's the thing. But there's a, there's a tipping point with it. So you can't run 10Ks every day. You can't run marathons and expect that gravity pull at some point. What happens is there's an elastic reaction to the bounce of, of your, your running. Your body wants to protect itself by tightening things up. So it will tighten things up, but after a certain amount of time, gravity and the over, which you're not going to get to. So I'm just telling people that overuse can be the opposite. You're going to end up pulling yourself longer. You've seen those people that have run too much. There's a woman in my neighborhood, I swear. She runs, or in my area, and every time I see her, she's just smaller and smaller. Like she, it just looks like a skeleton, yeah. Yeah, there's one in every area. Everyone has one in the neighborhood, and she has a cap on and, and gloves on, and she's covered up. And it's like you know, you're you're like I don't know, 
she's wasted away like a pencil inside there. And it's something that you don't have to do, but that's, that's a different thing. That is a psychological issue that, that who knows what, what that was brought on by. But when it comes down to jogging and running, you don't have to, I mean, if you can sprint 30 feet, 10 times in a row, you're going to tighten up your skin. Um, your body just reacts to, and here's again, going back to the title of my book, The Minimum Dose, which is not complete yet, so don't try and buy it yet. The minimum dose is what you want for your body to react. Your nervous system is like, uh, I use this example a lot, a pull lawnmower. I don't know if everyone's ever started a lawnmower with a pull start. You pull it and it starts, right? You don't start it again. You don't keep pulling it after the motor's gone, but that's what we do. We just keep pulling that string thinking we're going to get a better result because more is better. Let's keep pulling that string. It's like, no, it's already started. The engine's going. Why are you doing this? It's like telling someone in your, and you get in a cab and they go, I'm going to go to fifth street. And then you go, I want to go to fifth street, fifth street, fifth street. I got it. I go, well, I need to keep telling you because you might forget. And it's like, no, your body doesn't forget. It has enough stimulation in everything that you do from, like I said, every chemical you ingest, there's a reaction. And let's talk about food com combining real quickly here. Each one of your meals, every one of your meals, ideally will be comprised of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Not eliminating any one of those things, especially protein and fat. There's carbohydrate in everything. Even in meats there, you'll find carbohydrates. But the protein that you need, and some people, I'm sorry if you're a vegetarian, uh, there are moral reasons and things that I, I, I agree with that your choice for that is, is your choice. But if you really want to be the strongest human you can, there is, in my belief, human, I mean, um, um, not human protein, animal protein necessarily. Yeah, you need to be cannibals. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to say I'm, I'm very controversial. Yes, that's right. We're on a running. No, we're not supposed to be cannibals. But animal protein is where you will build your most amount of your strength. Your body does not hold on to protein. We do store fat and carbohydrates and, and a bit of water, but we don't store protein. So every time that your body goes through that cycle of necessity for protein and you don't feed it, it's going to take it from the existing sources, which will make your skin looser, which will make your muscles smaller, uh, which will make your body less capable of burning calories and your heart a lot is strong because it does take micro leaching from that muscle tissue as well. So protein is essential every time you eat. And let's say you have chicken, vegetables, and rice the first bite of your food, if you can have the chicken, just one bite of it, you're going to have an enzymatic reaction for the digestion for that protein that will be different than if you had a French fry or, or the rice or even the salad first because that's a carbohydrate that those carbohydrates will inflame tissue. It's sugar. So at the beginning of the meal, sometimes you have bread. I'm going to ask if you have bread, not to have, you know, not to have it alone. You can have it with butter if you have to, but olive oil is the way to go because the fat that you eat slows down carbohydrate absorption and does not make you fat. It lubricates everything in your body from joints to intestines to as you blink to your skin elasticity and the way it can tighten up again. Um, so fat is crucial. Taking fat out of our diet like we did. You're 52, I'm 52. We lived during that Snackwell era where everything was uh, fat free. And so yes. everyone blew up like, um, you know, they look like ridiculous because you're, you you couldn't go to the bathroom you were bloated because it was all sorbitol and no fat so you need fat because fat is crucial for absorption of your nutrients it slows it down it's like it, it's it's essential for every 
part of our cellular rebuilding. We need fat. And I get my fat sources from nuts, seeds, olive oil. I don't eat avocados. A lot of people love avocado. But, um, no, do you, I don't. Do you, do you not like it? Because that's where I get most of mine. It's avocado. Do you? Well, that's okay. And, and that's good as long as you like it. Um, in your salads, though, people, if, if you can, I, I, seeds and nuts and fruits and vegetables in your salad, have everything as much as you can. And walnuts, sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds are great. Um, and for you, because you have the book on, on sexual um, potency, sunflower seeds are great for male potency and for circulation in that in the the reproductive area. Um, so that's a great tip for not having to take a Viagra or a pill or anything like that. I'm, I'm really sort of anti, not sort of, I'm, I'm anti-medication for the most part. Um, if you need an ibuprofen or if you need something that is a, that it's important to reduce pain or reduce swelling, I'm not going to be against that, but I really have a hard time with people taking drugs without doing a full nutritional, you know, change in their life first that could make all the changes that they need. Uh, most, most of the people that you see, they're walking around crazy and angry and, and doing things that are, are really illegal are hungry. They haven't had a meal. They haven't had a proper meal. The meals they're eating are sugar. So if you were to give someone a, a balanced full meal, they're not going to commit anything. Not for until they're hungry again, at least. So, so it's, you'll find that someone's going off nuts. If you were to be able to look at them and say, when was the last time you ate? And if you give them something to eat, Two minutes later, it's like that Snickers commercial. It's very, very true. It, and it's not, I mean, it's Snickers commercial, do it lightheartedly, but none of these people, and maybe some of these, these premeditative people, they, they are not on a full stomach. No one is. They are, they're on this heightened, caffeinated, sugar-based, non-protein, you know, so your body is in torture. Your mind is angry. You never clean because as you sleep, when you don't sleep well, and these people don't sleep well because they're taking stimulants all the time, your brain cleans itself as you sleep. There's plaque in the brain that is being cleansed as you sleep. That's why REM sleep and deep sleep is so important because that's the only time that that will happen. But these younger generations with the vape pens and with the, all of them, they're not getting the deep sleep. They're looking at the phone's later than we are even. So the blue light that affects your brain in the way that it will not shut down. So they're not cleaning their plaque, their plaque out. So there's a constant anxiety, anger that's going on and that people need to be aware of it. And so you're dehydrated and you're not getting enough plaque removal and you're not having the protein. So your body's in this anxiety ridden fight or flight mode when it's just trying to get you to give it the chemicals it needs to balance. Oh, completely. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because my favorite meal is I'll take some um, grass-fed beef and I'll saute it up with some garlic and I'll, I'll saute the garlic and avocado oil because it has a high smoke point. And then I'll take like a part of a yam, um, some avocado and a salad. And now I know to mm -hmm. eat the beef first, take a couple bites first, right? Or just even a bite. And it's all it takes. It doesn't mean eat just beef because I don't want keto diet. No, 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 I don't know. I like I like the having the, the yam and the avocado and the beef. And I mix it up. But I mean, that's my main meal where I feel the best and satiated the longest. How much dairy are you eating? I don't eat any dairy. I think dairy is nasty. Good. It's that, well, we don't digest it properly. I mean, there's goat's milk and sheep's milk is is closer to our digestive pattern that will be better for you, but milk from a cow and drinking it and having um, yogurt as much as it tastes good at the moment, it is bad for your skin. It's bad for your digestion. Yes, it is. I'm so glad you said that. Well, we had this thought that, you know, the 
like the girl from Switzerland and Sweden, they drink big glasses of milk and have this beautiful skin and all. It's like, no, that's not the case. And it's a different culture. Um, it's, it's fine. There's, I, I'm, their veganism is huge in Los Angeles. You know, and that's where I live. And, but it's in, in the cold climate. Think about in Siberia and all these areas that, you know, through time, they didn't have access to vegetables in the winter. They had to eat meat. They had to, or they would all be dead. And, you know, and so I've, there was a small debate I was having with someone who was a vegan because I really believe veganism is, is fantastic for both the environment, for everything, but you need to have some protein. Um, you don't need to have as much as what the world shows us on television as you need to have. But, you know, about the palm size of your hand, each meal is, is enough to give you everything you need to build the muscles that you want, unless you're some powerlifting, you know, football player or something like that that needs those additional protein calories. To, you don't need much more than that. But the argument was that you know, man started out as vegetarian, which in certain cases was absolutely the case. But the people that adapted to eating animal proteins, and I'm going to put this gently, beat the living shit out of the ones that were vegan <laughs> and took over and got us to the place where we are now. So we can have veganism and not be beaten and eaten by animals and stronger beings because we now are civilized but the civilization was brought to because of the the ingestion of meat i hate to say it we would not be here but i don't skip a salad with every you know salad with lunch and dinner every single every meal i have fruits with every breakfast even though i have protein and sunflower seed butter and let's say these waffles that i'll have but you always have to have a banana or grapefruit or something you have to have something with living enzymes in it every meal um that gives you more life sprouted foods are there's a place out here called mrs winston's i wish you had one there it, it's a it's a grocer that is only a buffet salad buffet that is the size of a small grocery store but the entire thing is a line of just every sprout every legume every kind of radish, every kind of lettuce and every kind of kale and uh, vegetables and fruits and nuts. And so you build this, this unbelievable potent salad that it's almost hard to go back to just eating just like regular lettuce and the, and the tomato because you know all the different nutrients and you feel the energy rise. You just feel it. Sprouted foods are something to add to all of your, your daily meals if you can or when you can. Um, sprout a little because they, that's the the beginning of life. That's when the cells are expanding and, and, and becoming their most potent. Um, so it, we ingest at that time, we get that same energy, that same growing more, more potent energy. So we have the morning. We talked about the morning. Uh, you mentioned having the foods, the, you know, the live foods and, and the protein, fat and carbs in the, both at dinner and at lunch, obviously, and at breakfast, starting out with protein. And, and here's what I want you to get used to doing. And this is what partially trains your bladder so you're not going to the bathroom as much, is you need to not sip a glass of eight ounces of water. You need to down it. Pretend you're in a college frat party and they're going drink, drink, drink. Two weeks of it to expand. I mean, I'm, I'm a 52-year-old male, okay? I have a prostate. I fortunately have a prostate still. I can drink a full glass of water at 10, 30, 11 p.m. at night before I go to bed and not have to pee all night. Um, because, and that's, I'm the only one. You know, and that's because I practice what I preach. I'm constantly doing, and when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I go upstairs before I go to the bathroom, I pour, and I'm fortunate because I have staircases. So I get to also climb a full flight of stairs from my bedroom up into the kitchen area. So I get my heart rate going and I mean, it's fantastic. And then I have another flight of stairs to go up to the, the, the my where I'm at right now, uh, to the 
office bathroom gym area. So I'll take a glass of water, drink that, go use the bathroom, go downstairs, drink another glass of water, get on the beamer and the vibration plate, do my rotational movement, drink my third glass of water. And if I have time to do exercise before work, I will either do my 20 minutes of core or I'll do 50 minutes of my full body workout. But that's all I need to do. So every other day when I can, like today, I, I'm going to do it a little bit later because I've, I had a lot of stuff this morning to deal with. I normally like to do it in the morning hours, but I haven't had, it's 1120 here yet. I haven't had food yet. I've only had about, I had a, I've had half a gallon of water though. And right now I am vascular lean. I look like I'm ready for a pose down for a, a, a amateur bodybuilding thing because my body has now removed every bit of waste. It's utilizing the fat that I finished up with from last night. I'm utilizing everything. So I am a, a tough example because, you know, 10 minutes after an earthquake, I could die of starvation. The thing is, because of my ultra-endurance athletic training and the intermittent fasting that I've, I've done, I know the pattern of hunger. So when I'm hungry, it's literally 25 minutes before that is going to go away and I'm going to be okay. So... When you wake up and you go, I can't make it, I'm dizzy. It's like you need to get used to a little bit of intermittent fasting before, like work to 8 a.m. if you can only make it to 8 a.m. And then make it to 8.30 and then make it to 9. But don't force yourself to try and do everything I'm saying at the same time because you will not make it. You will fail because you need to take these things one step at a time. So going back, Lisa, because I know you run a time frame too, water is what I want you to start with. That's it. I want you to start with that first glass, go to the bathroom. Second glass, do what you got to do before that hour's up. Third glass. And then if you can do that for me for two weeks straight and you don't have an unbelievable different experience in your energy level and things that come to you, your ideas, your creativity, everything becomes more alive because you're telling you're, it's like turning on your car out in the winter before you go out you're getting everything heated up and warmed up and different than when you get in the car and you're just starting to sit there freezing waiting for it to warm up. No, you want your body to leave your house a full force. When I leave my house, I have, I've got more potent energy and more creative you know, potential than I did when I woke up. It's like, and it's amazing because it's just, you can feel when that shift happens, the hydration hits you, the exercise energy hits you because your body goes, okay, here we go. We're here to survive. Okay. And then at the end of the day, you know, like you said in your book, make love to each other, have sex because that's also the hormones that are necessary for youth and that tell you you're here to stay. So you need to intermittent fast, eat the right foods and have sex. And that's what's going to keep you young. And that, you know, in a nutshell. Well, that sounds good to me. Michael, you have to come back soon because I want to talk about the devices that you use. And you're just such a wealth of knowledge. You have such a wealth of knowledge. And I love your humor. You are cracking me up. Tell us all the ways we can find you. And, and tell us that site again where I can get that. I want to start doing your... Um... Yeah, the workout site, Fit in Seconds. It's one word, F-I-T in Seconds with the S at the end of seconds.com. And it's very simple. It's a 12, it's a three month, a six month or a year program, year being 50 weeks instead of 52 weeks. And you receive the video in your email. It's a 90 second workout that you do following me and my female participant that's with me. I have um, one each, every eight weeks, we, we have a new girl that joins me. And you do that for the entire week. By the end of the week, your body has gotten better at doing all those movements and is actually burning more calories doing the workout. But then before that 10 day window happens and the eighth day, you get a new workout. So you're not ever diminishing the amount of calories that you burn because when you do something for many, many, many days in a row, the same exact way, your body gets more used to it and can then get 
better at that brain spend. Like if you do the treadmill for a mile a day, every day, by the end of two weeks, you'll be spending less energy than you did the first time because your body adapts. So, so you want to keep stimulating your system. The minimum dose to stimulate it is to just give it a new sequence of movements rather than add more time to it, add more weight to it. There's no reason. Keep it stimulating. Don't keep it overstimulating. All right. That's amazing. Okay. So you can find me on um, Instagram, Michael Carson Fitness. And uh, I've got, I'm on Facebook under Michael Carson. So keep coming back to Health Power. And while you're here, be sure to check out Dog Eared and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to see my beautiful good boys and more. And my good boys are my dogs. Thanks so much. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.